Oh, jingle pubes, jingle pubes, jingle all the way. What fun it is to invert this shit in one horse open sleigh. Welcome to Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel Garza, and alongside me is... Baranov Smirnov. Are you Russian? I am. Ah, just got here? I did. Did you bring some drinks? Sure. <laughs> How do you pronounce your name again? Baranov Smirnov. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, horse rides you. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a little weird, man. <laughs> Baranov Smirnov, eh? Yeah. I'm saying that right? Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty funny. People, we need to have video because you can see the face when he's saying this. <laughs> it's pretty freaking hilarious. That's good. So tell me, Bear. Uh, Smirnoff. <laughs> Smirnoff, whatever. Bear enough, Smirnoff. It's not hard. <laughs> The horses. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he's writing. That's nasty. <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, we've had a lot of good books this week. Uh, I guess we should get into our comic discussion. So tell me, what were your uh, your top two? Well, uh, my number two book for the week. Wait, aren't you Russian? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can maintain it the whole time. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Justin. I'm back. My voice is still kind of eh from being sick, but... Uh, I'm going to do my best. We're going to talk some comics. I'm confused. <laughs> so my number two book for the week is uh, Birthright Number 3 from Josh Williamson and Andrea Bresson. Ah. It's it's a good book. It's a really good book. Lots of cool stuff happens. There's some fighting. There's some killing. Just love it. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, Birthright 3, uh, writer Josh Williamson, as you said, artist is Andrea Bresson. A uh, really good book. Uh, you see Michael again, and they're still in the police station, and Michael's busting out and whooping everybody's ass as he goes down the round. I mean, he's slapping cops. you got the father running behind him and the brother. And the mother's kind of like talking to the detective, like, you know, you can't do this. And the mother's like telling him, Dad, you cannot do this. And they go to the whole police station, get his weapons, and they make it out to the minivan. Yeah. And then they all pile in. And that's some funny shit. <laughs> it's a really good story. Uh, you also get to see him back in his world where he's away because the brother mentioned something in the book along the line saying, hey, you know, it's only been so long. You don't know what we went through here. And he's Michael repeats what Mikey tells him. You have no idea. A year here is like a lifetime over there. And so you see him learning to use his powers. You see the demon people with their powers and how they're able to just wipe out these monsters, these mega monsters like it's nothing. You see the little monster get killed. And you're like, little? And then you see the freaking mother. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, Birthright 3. Great book, man. What's your number one? My number one is uh, Tooth and Claw number two. Uh, this one's being written by Kurt Busiek and drawn by Ben Dewey. Really? Huh. Um, it, it's a continuation of the last one. You know, the city crashed and the people were on the, the ground, and now they're uh, you know trying to survive. These This uh, lower-class race of monsters is trying to wipe them all out now that they're on their level. It's, it's good. There's a lot of fighting, a lot of killing, you know, all the things I love. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kurt's really doing a really good job writing this book. 
Uh, as you know, the trade master or him and his son, he's teaching them how to talk down to these people. And, of course, they crash in the previous book. And when they get on the ground now, you have no idea where the trade master's at. But you see the son is with the other people, the wizards, still trying to get the damn champion. And all of a sudden, this horde of buffalo or whatever you want to call them, like freaking badass, dude. They're just like, the cat wizard's like, I did it. I got it. Then he gets an arrow through the throat. Like, what the hell? So all hell breaks loose. They're fighting. And then the freaking champion, they're getting ass kicked pretty much. They're getting killed. They're getting slaughtered. And the trade master's son is hiding. The one of the guys hiding with him. And all of a sudden, the champion awakes. And it's a guy. It's a normal human being looking guy. Because everybody else is animal people. Yeah, pretty much they're all animal people. And, of course, the normal human guy is completely naked. So he's swinging two, he's swinging two swords at the hell he's fighting. <laughs> he's got a knife going, and his other sword's going at the same time, if you know what I mean. And uh, he just kicks ass. And, of course, he just collapses. And so the guy's like, this can't be the champion. He's so ugly. He doesn't look like us. This is a mockery. <laughs> and it is the champion. He's just exhausted. And it's just kind of, you know, he gets up and tells him we need to leave because they're going to come back. And they're going to come back with even more. And so they wind up going. But it's a great book, man. The art is amazing. Ben Dewey's is doing a really good job with it. And uh, it's a good book. And that's a nice choice. That was my actual, my number two okay. this week. I mean, I really, like I said, I enjoyed the book too. Uh, my number one was Men of Wrath 3. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> of course, uh, the writer is Jason Aaron and the uh, artist is Ron Garney. This story, again, we're following the father, Ira looking to kill his son, because that's the contract. And he's at this church, the funeral area, and the girl's in the car, and he goes in to get his son. His son will not leave the church, pretty much acts like a punk bitch, won't leave, thinking that his dad's not going to do nothing. Dad goes out to the car, comes back in, shoots the damn doors off the church. The preacher's like, what the hell? He he grabs the son. The son runs out the church, is trying to shoot at him, and he's shooting at him in the uh, cemetery. He wings him, and then he's about to get him, and then the uh, preacher comes out and shoots Ira in the shoulder, I believe. And he turns around like, I was in the military back in the whatever. And Ira tells him, well, that was back a long, long time ago. And I've been doing this out for like forever. And pretty much kills the preacher. And then the son whacks him and gets away. And that's where it leaves us. And Ira's like, we still got unfinished business to do. So, <laughs> so it's messed up, man. Father trying to kill son. Yeah. We well, you know Ira's a badass anyway. He threw the baby in the mud back in book one. <laughs> he don't give a shit. He's kind of a badass. So what'd you think of it? I thought it was really good. I mean, the son is definitely skilled on his own in his own right. Uh, the dad is just psycho, though. I mean, he's no holds bars, runs through the church, just spraying bullets everywhere. Doesn't care who he kills. He's just determined to kill the son. Yeah, the son doesn't have... He has skills, but not as like his father. I thought it was interesting that the cemetery they went to was uh, full of nothing but rats. You know, yeah. Like his family lineage, all of them have been buried in that place, and that's where they were having the shootout. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, man, Jason and Ron, man, bunch of sick people. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. It's, it's a great book. You should pick it up. So what was your uh, pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week was The Woods Number 8 from James Tenney IV and Michael Dialinus. It's following all the different kids from high school, and it's, you know, giving a little backstory on a couple of different ones. This time it goes back and it talks about Chad and all the stuff he went through in high school before they came to wherever the woods are. And now they're in the woods, and... Um, the, the Asian kid has learned how to control. The Asian kid? You mean Adrian? Yeah. <laughs> He's learned to control you know, everything that's going on there. Oh, no. We Asians, we take all over everything. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> Come on, Bear Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the natives 
the uh, big, huge Viking-looking dudes in the suits of armor with the animals from the place. I found the other group of kids, and they're protecting them, and just a lot of crazy stuff going on. And there's a lot of flashbacks, and you find out a little bit more about what goes on in that world, that there's actually people controlling what's happening to the kids. And then there's a little bit of a weird twist at the end, which I'm not really sure what to make of it yet. I'm kind of excited to keep reading it. Yeah, Woods 8 brought to you by James Tynan and Michael Dialinist. Dialinist, that's a weird name. And, you know, tough name to say, but great book. Uh, again, you know, you see Adrian, he has the power. He has the, the one guy that's kind of like in love with him. He pretty much, you see flashbacks of him and how the mother tells Adrian, what are you doing? You want to control people, so why are you kicking the one guy you can control absolute out of the way? They're being chased by the swarm. That's what they're running from, and they get to the mountain. Uh, something about you, this, this is real telling about you. Tooth and claw, animals. <laughs> Birthright, majestic man from another, going to another area, animals. Demons, weird creatures, and the woods. Now we have more swarms. <laughs> I think we know what kind of books you like. Anything with animals. Mmm. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, in my country, animals rule you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Baranoff, Smirnoff, <laughs> Raspberry. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, the book is great. Uh, you see how the people want to kill Adrian. The, the men there, the Viking guy, uh, the dudes with the arrows, they want, they're trying to warn the kids. You don't want to do this. He's going to destroy the world. And then you see Adrian do the ultimate and turn his back on that on his one kid that's in love with him and takes off on this flying dragon snake, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, and then the last page, I don't know what to make of it. And I know we've been looking to see if anyone has any freaking clue, but uh, James and Michael, that's a interesting twist there at the end of the book. And I'm just like you, I, I can't wait for Woods number nine. Yeah. My pick of the week was from another good, another good friend we mentioned twice. Uh, Josh Williamson is the writer, and uh, Michael Henderson is the artist for Nailbiter number eight. Love Nailbiter, man. I know so you do. Good. It says a lot about you too. <laughs> there's, there's, there's less animals in that book, though. Yeah, a lot of killers in the town of Buckaroo. You see, basically, a preacher out there, pretty much talking about how the world, this town, can't take this crap anymore, and how we need to start taking care of and policing, and this needs to stop. And the sheriff goes out there, and he calls her out. Pretty much dogs are in front of the crowd saying, are you protecting your little boyfriend there, your sweetheart from high school, you know, the nail-biter guy? And she's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but then you see her friend, uh, the guy that was helping her in the case, uh, Finch, go out there following uh, Carol's tidbits, you know, his, his, his leads. And you see he finds this guy with a bee farm. And, he's, and then you see a picture of a guy in, like, some dark hole Attempting to pull off the wings and the stingers off the bees, talking to the bees, like, tell me your secret or show me something. And then when Finch brings it up to the guy and talks about the bees, the guy threatens to shoot him and tell him to get the hell out of the house. And then he goes downstairs where the guy's at, and you don't really see the guy's face yet, but you, you see him still with the bees. And it kind of leads you to believe the bees have a lot that's actually going on with that town and why they have so many damn serial killers and people that are nuts in that place. Yeah. I definitely think the bees are going to be important going forward. <laughs> I think they have something to do with... Uh, Nick Cage going to show up? Hey, not the bees! <laughs> <laughs> and punch people in the face? <laughs> no bears. No bears. No bears. <laughs> <laughs> no horses. No horses or bears were harmed in that, in that book? Let's hope not. <laughs> so Nailbiter 8 was, uh, was my pick. Cool. It was really good. Well, let's take a second to uh, talk about our sponsor. Yes. TweakedAudio.com. Uh, they have seven different styles of headphones and seven different colors. You can go to their website and pick out any you want, order them, use promo code COMICAL, and you get one-third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. Yes, and guess what? I have used this service. Have you used it yet? Oh, yeah. I ordered uh, some headphones for my kid. I know hopefully he doesn't hear this episode, but he wanted them, and I ordered the Eddies. 
uh, which are the big ones that kind of look like the beats. They go over the ear? Mm-hmm. Nice. And I ordered them, like, what, a day ago or two days ago? Got them in the mail. Yeah, they have really fast shipping. It's surprising for being free how quick it is. I know. And, you know, I saw the price. I, you know, clicked the pay. I'm like, oh, my God. Put in the code. Saw the big drop. Like, the big savings. I love it. <laughs> I mean, a third off is a pretty <clears throat> sizable amount. Christmas is coming up. These get delivered very quickly. I think they make great Christmas gifts. You know, get them for yourself. Get them as a little Christmas present for yourself. You can listen to the show, listen to other podcasts. You know, they're great for that. There are no other podcasts. There are no other podcasts. <laughs> that is not the podcast that you're looking for. <laughs> well, there may not be any other podcasts as good as ours. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to bring about podcasts, I'll mention a few that are pretty decent that you could use these headphones to listen to. You can listen to the Comic Syndicate if you like. We're using our tweaked audio. You could listen to BSX Excluded Issues with Friends. I mean, you could listen to Adrian Atlas. You could listen to Comics Therapy. I mean, uh, the list goes on and on and on. Three Cuckoos. I mean, come on. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there. Oh, yes, but, you know, we lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> we try. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, tweakedaudio.com, promo code COMICAL. One-third off the price, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. You will be happy. Trust yeah, me. You'll enjoy them. Well, the next thing I wanted to do, man, is a little something kind of goofy. Oh, yeah? Kind of stupid. Why are you taking your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is right around the corner, and uh, we have a lot of stuff planned in December Christmas-wise. Oh, we're going to sing Christmas songs? Oh, the weather outside is frightful. You suppose you said this. Weather outside is weather. Whoa, whoa, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a, a fun month. we got a lot lined up. we got uh, the He-Man and She-Rock Christmas special with Steve Orlando. I have the power. Uh, we're going to have our friend Brian Kieran from Australia on the show. Oh, yes. We'll be down under. <laughs> uh, I come from the land down under. We have um, Ryan Burton, the writer of Dark Engine, on the show next week. I died. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> it's going to be cool to talk to him Oh sure. yes uh, But we're going to try to make every episode a little bit Christmas themed uh, I mean obviously the Steve Orlando and the Brian Cairns will be very Christmas themed But we're going to look at that a little bit every every episode Yeah uh, So for this episode one of the things I wanted to do was some Mad Libs Mad Libs Christmas Mad Libs So you're going to answer these You're going to give me uh, whatever I ask you for And then you're going to read this aloud once I finish it mm-hmm. That sounded so sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Sexual healing. (laughs) So, uh, the first thing I need from you is an animal. Bear. And I need a verb ending in ing. Nutting. Nutting. (laughs) Fair enough. I need a plural noun. Nuts. Nuts, all right. That's less original, but okay. (laughs) Uh, I need a verb present tense. Man, I didn't, I I wasn't in advanced English. (laughs) A verb present tense. Uh... Killing? No, no. To kill? No. Uh, trudging. <laughs> trudging. Okay. Trudging. I have no idea. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> you should have told me I would have brought the English teacher with me. So it'd be like trudge. Okay. Trudge. Trudge. All right. Nice job. Way to conjugate. That's a big word for you. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a while. <laughs> Can you an adjective? Uh, nuttastic. <laughs> nuttastic. I'm sensing a theme here. Okay. I need a uh, plural noun. Hmm, let me see here. Let's make this a little dirty. Pubes. <laughs> okay, I need a verb present tense. Damn it. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah? You put me on a spot like this. Invert. Invert. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, this is going to be a pretty sucky mad lib. <laughs> and I need a number. A number? 37. All right, give me just one second. In a row? <laughs> Obviously in a row. That's the only way to do it. Okay, so 
Here is your Mad Libs. You're going to sing this for us. It's actually a well-known Christmas song you've uh, added some words to. So You son of a bitch. <laughs> I will try to sing this. There may be some time that I might actually get it all the way right, but because uh, your writing is tough to read and follow. But And then again, trying to sing it with the word in it is going to be kind of hard. Just do your best, man. It'll be funny. Okay, here I go. Dashing through the snow in a one bare open sleigh. Over the field we go, <laughs> nutting all the way. <laughs> bells on bells toll ring, making my nuts bright. What fun is to trudge and sing a nut-tasting song tonight. <laughs> nut-tasting? You said nut-tasting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, try this again. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> oh, jingle pubes, jingle pubes, jingle all the way. What fun it is to invert this shit in one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a 37 horse open sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. Jingle pubes, jingle pubes. <laughs> Maybe that's the episode name. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Nutastic. <laughs> you want to do one more? Sure. You <laughs> now I gotta watch what I say. <laughs> you should have probably let me do the second before. Now I'm gonna be thinking. Okay, so I need a name. Uh, Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scratch that. Scratch that. Let's go with Horse the Sleaze. <laughs> All right. And I need another name. The Looker. And I need an animal. Uh, let's go with Horse. <laughs> and I need a color. Black. And I need an animal. Bear. And I need an adjective. Tasty. <laughs> and a plural animal. Gamecocks. Gamecocks. All right. It's not everything's not nutty in this one. <laughs> I need a verb. <laughs> Nutting. <laughs> hey, we're back to that. I need an adjective. Let's say, hmm, I had a good one and I lost it. We'll just say pretty. Pretty, okay. <laughs> uh, I need a weather-related adjective. Snowy. I need a body part. <laughs> Femur. Femur. <laughs> That's a little less dirty than I thought you were going to take it, but okay. Got to keep it clean. <laughs> okay, next I need a noun. Toe. Toe, okay. Toe. <laughs> All right, and then I need another animal, plural. Spiders. Spiders. Are you afraid of spiders? Yes, I am afraid of spiders. Merry spiders, bitch. <laughs> I need a verb past tense. Cuddling. No, is that? Yeah, all right. What? No. Cuddled. Cuddled. Okay. Cuddled. Cuddled. And I need another color. Fuchsia. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. Give I'm, me one second. I'm quite scared. All right. So here's the other one, man. This is tough, man. <laughs> you got to sing one more for us. Woo, here we go. You know, Dasher and Dancer and Horse Sleeves and Vixen, Comet and the Looker and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous horse of them all? Rudolph the Black-Nosed Reindeer had a very tasty nose. And if you ever saw him, you would even say it glows. All of the other Gamecocks used to nut and call him names. <laughs> They'd ever let poor Rudolph play in their little pretty games. Then one snowy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your femur so bright, won't you got my toe tonight? <laughs> then all the spiders loved him, and they called him with glee. Rudolph the future knows reindeer. She'll go down in his story. <laughs> that actually came out pretty funny. <laughs> Why'd I get picked to sing? Because I still can't really talk. 
I thought this was supposed to be inverted. It is inverted. <laughs> I don't know if people have noticed yet, but uh, we switched the show up a little bit. Miguel's doing all the straight man stuff, and I'm doing all the funny stuff. And so, now I'm singing. That's not straight man. <laughs> I, I like to sing. I would, yeah, I would love to do that. I can't do it. So. <laughs> I don't think you believe me. <laughs> I could have gotten really dirty really fast. Oh, yeah. I kind of expected it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that the Mad Libs are over... That's it's quite time fun, for Miguel to tell me a funny story. Since I've done the last six of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I told you, man, my life isn't funny. At least not from my perspective. I mean, people looking at me from the outside in, and they, they laugh their ass off of me 24-7. <laughs> Today, I'm going to give you combinations of stories. I don't know they're going to be super funny, but it's going to be grandpa stories. My grandfather's passed away a long, long time ago, and I know it's very sad. But um, I have a lot of memories. So I have like three little bitty stories, and I'm going to tell them right now. Okay. My grandfather used to give me everything. He used to buy me a Dr. Pepper. Introduced me to honey buns. Introduced me to Coke. Yeah, he a lot of sweet stuff. That's everything? Oh, there's a lot more. <laughs> I'm not Benny Hill, wrestling. <laughs> Need that go on? <laughs> anyway, uh, he likes peanuts. And he used to see me eating peanuts out of a can before and whatnot. So one day he went and bought a bag of peanuts. The roasted peanuts that you get like at the ball games that come in the bag. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they're still in the shell. Yeah, I remember those. Well, I'm a young man. I'm not a man of the world yet. I wasn't sheltered, but I was kind of, you know, my mom and dad were very strict with me, but they let me have fun, but I didn't really go places. And uh, I can remember it was back in the 70s. So my grandfather gives me his bag of peanuts. Here you, go, here you go, grandson, have some. You'll love them. Okay. So we're watching TV or doing something, and so he's not paying attention, so I'm eating. And you're, and I'm still eating. He's not paying attention. And I finally look over to him, like, can I get some water? <clears throat> and he says, kind of, tough to eat. He looks at me, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm eating the peanuts. You're not supposed to eat the outside. You were eating the shells? I was eating the shells. <laughs> I think I ate four before you actually realized what I was doing, but it was so hard to swallow and because you're crunching it. So keep in mind what those shells look like. I'm sure it was hard to swallow. Like, I mean, like their mouth is like becoming, what's the word? I mean, you, you have no saliva right. to, 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 to bat the, the, the outside of the peanut. And so it's really hard. To, so I'm getting caught in mouth while I'm trying to eat these things. And I'm not complaining because my grandpa, they're free. And they're really good. <laughs> I mean, the, the peanut was good. The shell itself was not. <laughs> but my grandfather was kind of told my grandmother just laughing at me. And uh, it's been a little bit of a running gag when my grandfather and my grandma still alive. It was a running gag that I eat the peanuts like that. So whenever we go to the ballpark and I get a bag of peanuts, my dad was like, or whatever, don't eat the freaking outside. <laughs> so I know now. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, a little kid. What are you going to do? Yeah. We all make mistakes. Well, Taking it back a little younger, I'm riding with my grandfather, maybe three or four, and I'm in the car. He had an old 1969 car, had the fishtail lights. No seatbelts back in the day, you know, so I'm standing up next time. We're driving, and the car goes, boof. I'm like, what happened? I mean, I don't know. So my grandfather notices, go, the grandfather starts, he puts his arm across me to hold me because there's no seatbelts, and he starts slowing down, and we go off to the side of the road. Thank God we're in a small town, so there's not a lot of things. But we actually broke down across from one of the stores, a little gas station, which we never really go into because it's one that's not considered to be, even back then, kind of uh, kid-friendly. Or his They got, like, the porno magazines on display, like, right in the front or something? No, it's kind of rough. <clears throat> okay. It's kind of uh, unsavory characters usually go into that one. All right, I see. I, see what you're saying. I mean, it's in the middle of the entering of the town, and it's still there to this day. And I still don't go into that store. 
But uh, we pulled in there, and so my grandfather walks in, and he's trying to talk, he's talking to the guy at the counter, asking for some help if he can call or whatnot, because you know there's no cell phones back in the day. And I'm standing there next to him. He's got me by my little hand, and I'm, he lets me go because he tells me I listen. So I'm standing right next to him, and these people coming in, big guys, big you know, the store's predominantly a lot of uh, at the time a lot of. Uh, African-American males were coming through. A lot of big guys, old school farmers and whatnot and workers. And a couple guys come through like, hello. I'm like, hey, man. Hey, man. And no one's listening to me. And finally, this guy comes in. If I remember correctly, he's wearing, uh, he's like, he's been working. He's been out in the field doing some work. So he's coming in to get a drink or something like that. And I see him. And he looks kind of, uh, he's kind of dirty, obviously. because I'm like, hey, man. He's like, what's up, man? My grandpa's car broke down. No, man, it broke down. And this is my my grandfather told me this story many times. So I kind of this I know this because of him not. Oh man, yeah, man, my car broke down, man. I can't get home. <laughs> like what the hell? Even then, I start mocking people. <laughs> I start taking on his characteristics, and I'm talking like him. And my grandfather just sitting there laughing and thinking we're gonna get shot. <laughs> I'm a stupid four year old kid just having a. No, three-year-old, I think, just having the time of my life talking to this one man. And then the man gave me a high five back in the day. At least it wasn't a low two. No, exactly. A low two. <laughs> I was actually kind of low. It would have been a low to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> he just whacks you with it and knocks <laughs> you over. That's terrible. <laughs> but he was so cool. Sadly, I don't know who that guy was. I really wish I would have known, got to figure out who he was. So I could have gone back later and actually like talked to him. Like, You remember me? I'm that little kid that called you, hey, man. My grandpa's car broke down. <laughs> I'm sure he remembers that one interaction from. Yeah, I imagine he's probably passed away too by now. Probably he was up to the age. But that was a so that was a unique story. My grandfather also told. But then we'll get to the one where I'm a little baby. We lived in we lived in a small town, a bigger town before, and my dad, and my grandfather worked the same place. Anytime I would see him, I'd run to the door and I'd scream, and he'd have to take me home with him. So I'd ride in back of this truck, this camper. Keep mind, there's no seatbelts back in the day in the 70s. So I'm in the back of this camper with a grown-ass man, all dirty and nasty, and I'm in pajamas, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm in like in a diaper and some shorts or whatever the hell my mom put on me, and I'm riding the back of this camper. My grandfather's holding me. He just he used to work for like American Pole, the guys who make the telephone poles. Okay. So I'm riding the back of this car. So my grandmother would always see me. So I'm always with them. So it was when I was with them, I was a little kid, and my grandma was going to change my diaper. <clears throat> and we didn't have Pampers back in the day. I grew up with the old cloth diaper. So you might you use them, grandmother wash them and hang them up and whatnot. So my grandma tells me, hey, you got to change them real quick. I got to go get a diaper. Hold him, change him. I'm going to go get a diaper. But my grandma told him specifically, don't take it off. Wait, because he may need to do something. But he, she didn't explain everything to him. My grandma was like, you know, my grandfather was one of those days. He tell you like, well, man, I've been doing this since I was a kid, man. You remember the day I used to cut the grass? Boy, I cut this whole yard in 20 minutes. He was a braggart. He unhooked the diaper and he moved it. And what happens when a male's genitals come out and they're cold in the winter in the day and you got to go to the bathroom or you went to the bathroom and you start spraying. <laughs> so I sprayed like a rainbow on the wall because <laughs> I was facing the wall, leaning to the left, and I sprayed like a big old piss rainbow on the wall. <laughs> my grandma's like, hey, God damn it. And my grandma comes running, God damn it, I told you not to take it off because my grandparents did talk that way. And... Uh, <laughs> My grandparents were funny. So my, my grandfather covers it up so you can see the urine. It's kind of drained a little bit off the wall, but it made a rainbow, like a, like a rainbow form. So my grandpa cleans the freaking thing off. And so that story lasted for damn 16, 17 years. <laughs> they told that story all the time. 
<laughs> and this is where my grandson pissed on my wall. Look, you can still see the outline. <laughs> can you still see it? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> we painted it over. Braden doesn't know. Because <laughs> so, you live in you live in your grandparents' house now, so that's right. They gave me the house and well, the land. Is one of the kids sleeping underneath the uh, piss rainbow. Braden Braden did for a while, but he moved <laughs> to the window. He doesn't know, <laughs> but he was right close to it. <laughs> that's funny. Then we painted it. His room is now blue, but yeah, uh, it was green like. Not metallic green, but like olive green was the wall, so it showed up perfectly. I thought you meant the piss. No, no, no. no. Surge when you're a little baby or something. (laughs) Extra strong, baby. And I tell you what, it it like I don't know, man, if it was the paint or the or the chemicals in my urine or who knows, but it left the outline. You could see it. That's funny. And that was like their pride and joy. My grandson pissed on my walls. <laughs> so, pissed on the walls, screamed at a black man like, say, man. <laughs> and then ate peanuts, shell and all. All right. Those are all pretty good. This is just, just little stories of my youth growing up with my grandparents and my grandmother, God rest their souls, who I love dearly and miss. Yeah, I'm sure. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, good job. Well, you want to tell another funny story since you make a seven in a row? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just mess with you. Well, I could. I could. I do have one lined up just in case. No, uh, just hold on. I, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and say it. Why, sure, go I'll ahead. Why not? Yeah. So, like, right before Thanksgiving, I was still pretty good healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little bit of a cough, whatever, but Heather wanted to order Chinese food. So we were putting up the Christmas tree and decorating the house before Thanksgiving, and, and I ordered Chinese food. And, you know, the people that delivered to our house are pretty fast. It only took him, like, 15 minutes to get here, and I had already pulled the cash out and set it on the t- counter. So the guy shows up, rings the doorbell. I got up and I went and got the cash and we'd been cleaning all, all morning and I had uh, cleaned off a couple of our shelves near the door and I cleaned them with pledge. So the pledge apparently had made it onto the floor and made the floor super slick and I didn't know about it. <laughs> Remnants of I got you. So oh my gosh. <laughs> I grabbed the money and I headed for the door, stepped right in the slick spot, did the Van Damme splits. <laughs> Don't challenge me. <laughs> landed, landed on our entryway table and broke it. <laughs> Like, I managed to catch it before I snapped it completely in half, but I, I caught it, and it's, like, all warped looking. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm on the floor doing the splits in excruciating pain. My leg is now really sore. I'm holding the money. Heather's decorating the tree. She comes running over. She's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Here's the money. Give it to the guy. Like, I can't even process what's going on. I hear they, the delivery guys, this little Asian dude outside the door laughing. Heather opens the door, and he just kind of poke his head in, and he looks at me and goes, sir, are, are you okay? She gives him the money and uh, gets the food. And as he's walking away, all I can think to myself is how he's going to go back to the Chinese food place and tell all of his friends that some fat white guy was in such a hurry to get his Chinese food, he slipped and (laughs) fell and destroyed a table. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's how you go to the door from now on. You do the splits and hand him the money. Then he he thinks you did it on purpose. There you go. Johnny Cage style. That's right. Johnny Cage. (laughs) Sign him an autograph and throw it down. <laughs> Trust me, it's not easy or pleasant to do the splits when you're my age or my size. So, just tell him you were doing the ultimate tea bag <laughs> on the floor. Take it floor. <laughs> so now that you're able to do the splits, have you taken that to your advantage? Well, after that, I got the flu when I was laid up in bed for a week. So I would try it again. Okay. Uh, nor do I plan to. <laughs> <laughs> you can be like two chairs, man, doing the Van Damme, like blood sport and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with uh, not having that in my arsenal. You know, I don't really need the splits. It doesn't come in useful very often. I'd have tried the splits. I don't know what the hell would have happened. <laughs> Ripped tendons and all kinds of shit. You'd rip your pants. Like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> to throw back to another funny story. <laughs> 
That's freaking funny. And I did see the table. It was warped. Oh, yeah. We need to go buy another table like the next week. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, you like, hey, you like the table? Yeah, what happened to the other one? <laughs> Remember what I say? Safe! <laughs> Dumbass. <sighs> wow. Well, that's what you get. That's what I get. Well, let's talk a little bit of uh, comics, movie, and TV news. All right, man. Uh, TV, there's not that much, so I guess I'll start there. Uh, this past week, Kristen Ritter was cast as Jessica Jones in the upcoming Netflix series. Uh, I think it's actually a really good casting choice. I'm not too familiar with Kristen Ritter. I don't really? know her. No, I don't know her as much. I, I don't have a uh, enough sample of her acting skills to to make that decision. I, I do. I mean, I've seen her in quite a few things, and I like her. I mean, she's a decent actress. I think it's a good choice for that role. I'm really excited to see who they pick for Luke Cage, though. I mean, that's the big question because you know there's not a whole lot of people that I think are perfect for that role. But I know you thought Terry Crews. I thought Terry Crews would be perfect, uh, but you never know if they're actually going to go that route or not. They're going to change him. You're going to be a white guy now. No, I don't think they'll change Luke Be Cage. Be a girl. Like no. a girl named Luke Cage. That's right. I, I, I never know, man. Uh, let's move on to movies. Uh-huh. Uh, other casting announcements. They announced the Suicide Squad this week. Uh, apparently, Jared Leto is going to be the Joker. We know this. We kind of already thought, talked about. Tom Hardy is going to play General Flag, which that's the one that kind of bothers me a little bit because Tom Hardy already played Bane. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like He's going to get used in a lot of different roles, like uh, what's his name, who did Captain America and, and Human Torch. And, yeah, you know, I don't really, I don't really like it when character when actors portray multiple people in a universe. You want him to stay Bane? I want him to stay Bane. How many more times is Bane going to get used? Hopefully more. I want to see Bane <laughs> more. We're mobile. <laughs> uh, Margot Robbie is cast as Harley Quinn. I don't know her. You don't, know, you don't know Margot Robbie? Uh-uh. Uh, I don't really know her that well either. I, I looked up some pictures of her. She does have the look of Harley Quinn, so yeah, she's got that going for her. I'll give you that. I just hope she doesn't suck it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's other ones that are more worrisome, but, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jai Courtney, we talked about before, is going to be Boomerang, mm-hmm. which that's kind of uh, interesting because right now you've got Boomerang showing up on Arrow. Mm-hmm. That guy's good. That guy's a great choice. I love how they're bringing in all the Spartacus actors. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fun for me. Uh, this, this is going to be a completely different take on the character though so I'm kind of interested to see what they decide to do uh, Carrie Delavingi is playing Enchantress hmm. I'm not sure who she is and I don't know much about the Enchantress in the DC universe so neither do I I have no no way to comment on that we need a good DC guy on this show <laughs> and then the one that has caused the most uh, speculation and discussion and backlash whatever is uh, Will Smith is going to be playing Deadshot <laughs> I don't know, man. Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I started shooting fools because my name's Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait You're a black guy, and your name's Floyd. Oh, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. You know, Mayweather, my bad. Floyd Lawton, I don't know. I think it could be interesting. <clears throat> um, Will Smith is obviously a very talented actor. Uh, he's done a lot since his Fresh Prince days. I'm, I'm just kind of joking. Yeah, but his last but movie was After Earth. I never actually saw that. It you don't want to see it. Yeah. But I mean, he's done a lot of a lot of good movies, and you know, Deadshot. There's a lot of different interpretations of the character already. So I mean, I'm sure he can find one that fits him well, um, and kind of take it into the screen. So I'm I'm excited to see what he does. I don't really have a problem with the casting like a lot of people do, but it'll be interesting. I agree with you. Will Smith is a good actor, so he might be able to pull it off. I mean, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Open, open mind. That's all we can do. Um, as far as Marvel, wait, 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 wait. You forgot the big one. No, I didn't. Yeah, you forgot who's playing Amanda Waller. Uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet. They're, oh. they're 
talking about Oprah Winfrey being Amanda Waller. She can be angry. <laughs> she yells at Stedman all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been confirmed yet. Stop trying to take my money. <laughs> uh, from Marvel's side, Benedict Cumberbatch has been cast as Doctor Strange. But he was con. Sure. He's English. Yeah, I actually don't like that casting announcement. Uh, I don't know. Sure there's a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Who do we think was a good Strange? Uh, the guy who plays uh, Littlefinger on Game of Thrones was my choice. But there's a ton of good people that could play Doctor Strange. Cumberbatch, I'm not that big of a fan of. I mean, he was okay as Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else I've seen him in has been kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see, man. So, I mean, I'm sure he can do it. I'm sure it'll be passable. Stop hating on the Cumberbatch. But uh, <laughs> I don't think that I'm going to be as enthusiastic about Doctor Strange as I am about a lot of other Marvel properties. Just because of him. Mm. So I'm not a fan of Strange. Nice. <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, signing his contract to play Deadpool. Did you wet yourself yet? I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> uh, Answer the question. America no, wants to know. No, no. <laughs> you will when the swords come out of his hands. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not happening this time. You know, they've, they've all said they're going to do Deadpool right this time, and I believe them. So uh, the film is scheduled to start filming in March. And then, of course, it has a February 2016 release date. Midnight? Oh, absolutely. There's no, there's nothing in this world that can keep me away from the midnight show of Deadpool. Flu, broken leg. All those other people are going to be sick or, or hearing me crying out. <laughs> well, I'm watching it. <laughs> Dressed up? I'll be in a Deadpool shirt. I can't guarantee more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. We'll be there. Uh, so let's talk comic news then. All right, man. Give it to me. Something interesting that I read today... Uh, Disney, since they own Marvel and ESPN, is apparently doing something (laughs) in January. Uh, In January, the first ever college football playoffs are going to happen. Yes. Which, I don't really, I'm not a huge football guy. I don't like (gasps) sports. You know that. I know this. Uh, But it's kind of interesting because Marvel, since Disney owns both companies that are covering or whatever, is doing a series of variant covers to commemorate it. Nice. So, you know, Marvel's kind of done this thing where every month they're doing, like, a different series of variant covers. And I guess for January, it's going to be collegiate sports. So you're going to have to pick up a Deadpool wearing a football uniform or something now? <laughs> well, there is one that I do have to get because it's Deadpool versus Hawkeye. And it's, like, Hawkeye wearing, like, padded guards and stuff. Nice. So it's kind of interesting. But, I mean, it's part of one of the Deadpool books, so i got to get it. That's cool. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I, I like that. Um, Avengers is apparently having a No More Bullying special that's also coming out in January. Uh, to promote anti-bullying with kids. And it's going to be cheaper than their normal comics. It's only going to be $1.99, which is like 50% of the price of most Marvel comics. It's going to be 40 pages. It's going to have three different stories written by different people in the industry. Uh, the only one that I know for sure is writing a story is Jerry Dugan. Oh, I'm picking so it up. That's going to be pretty cool. Oh, you had me there. Yeah. That's cool that they're doing the anti-bully thing because so the WWE does that as well. They have campaigns where the wrestlers go out there. They go to all the schools and talk about no more bullying. So that's it's a good thing. I think it's important, you know, and... Unfortunately, the kids that are reading the comics are probably the ones getting bullied, so it's not going to help them any, but, you know, props to Marvel for trying. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's it for the news this week. What's going to happen is these kids that are reading the comics are going to turn to kick-ass. There you go. Problem solved. Well, <laughs> more likely, they'll turn into Columbine shooters. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> we, do, we do not advocate that here on the show. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Um uh, this Friday's episode, we're going to have Ryan Burton on to talk about Dark Engine, his new image book. I got one question for you. What the hell? <laughs> at the end of the book. <laughs> on December 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to be doing the live tweet and group viewing of the He-Man and She-Rock Christmas special. Eh, 
eh, what is this feeling? Eh. With Steve Orlando. So yes. If you have a copy of the movie, and if you, even if you don't, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, December 14th at 8 Eastern. We're going to hit play, and we're going to live tweet the whole thing. Uh, we're going to use probably hashtag the arm as, a, as our hashtag if you want to get in on that. Hashtag the arm. And, and afterwards, we're going to record a show with Steve, and then that will be our episode for the week. So we're really looking forward to having him back on. Still trying to get him to change his Twitter handle, man. He needs to change it to the great Steve Orlando. <laughs> and you, you do not announce him, announce him common anymore. You will address him as the great Steve Orlando. Fair enough. Because <laughs> he is one funny freaking guy. Yeah, we love Steve. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, following that, we have uh, one of our longtime listeners and big big supporters of the show, Brian Kieran's on. Oh, yeah, going down to Australia. Our friend from Australia, so that's going to be entertaining. One show, all Australia, all the time. <laughs> Dude, our throats are going to hurt after that one. <laughs> well, some people's ears are probably going to hurt. <laughs> I need a Foster's beer. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay. Wow, drunk podcasting. I love it. <laughs> well, that's going to come the week after that, where we have a crossover with the Comic Syndicate, hopefully. That is going to be one dirty episode. <laughs> come welcome to Sex Talk. <laughs> We're talking about setting that up for our New Year's episode, so that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, you better put the explicit lyrics, explicit everything out there. Well, Shirts already, will come off. We're already coded as that, so it should be fine. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show... Please go to iTunes and Stitcher and find us and leave us a five-star review. We're really trying to get those numbers up. Uh, also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. On Twitter, I'm at comicalpodcast. Miguel is at comicalpodcast2. And Heather is at comicalpodcast3. Uh, we also have an Instagram page and the Tumblr page, which I have been updating not as much as I should, but a little bit lately. You've been taking pictures on that Instagram? I have not. No. When we go to cons, we'll, we'll be filling that up a bunch, but... There are some pictures out there. Okay. Uh, and that's pretty much it for this week, man. You got oh. anything you want to add? Hey, uh, you know, great times. The inverted podcast was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know you still couldn't let it go, though. You couldn't let it go. <laughs> well, I like it for the most part. A little bit. <laughs> you have control issues, my friend. <laughs> and I have other issues. I just can't be quiet. <laughs> this probably just works for me because I just can keep on talking and people listening, and I don't know why. We are who we are. I'm going home. Right. <laughs> no. It's a Saturday, so I don't believe <laughs> One more time, this is Baranov Shmirnov telling you, in Soviet Russia, bitches laugh at you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Dosvidanya.